Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cloud9 podcast, where I am delighted to be joined by Cyrus Wadia. Cyrus, how are you today? I'm doing well, my friend. How are you, Tom? I am very well, thank you, and really looking forward to the podcast today. For those of you who don't know Cyrus, he is the Director of Customer Success at Adobe. So Cyrus, maybe you can tell us a few words about yourself and what you do. But one thing we like to throw into this is also, also tell us something interesting or something that maybe not everyone knows about you that's just a little different. Absolutely, Tom. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm fired up to uh, join you today and, and just catch up with uh, you know, someone that I respect. So thank you for having me. Um, so, uh, just maybe a, a word about who I am, what I do, and then I'll jump into the fun stuff. Um, I, I'm currently a, as you said, a customer success director, um, and I, you know, at Adobe, um, but I've been doing customer success, um, for the better part of 12 years at this point. Um, and truly is a passion of mine, um, helping build and oversee and manage and just see all the different maturations of this discipline and this industry has been quite a ride um, over the last you know, decade plus. So happy to be here and talk to you about that uh, in a few minutes. But something about me, um, I, most people don't know this because I do this in the confines of my own house, um, but I love cooking. Um, and I love cooking so much in that I really put aside time every week, every Sunday is sort of my day to be creative and just really shut out everything else um, and focus in on the art of, of cooking, where that's, that's the way I, I'm creative, you know, for, for myself. So that's the one fun bit. I love it. And next time I'm in Los Angeles, I'll, I'll have to stop by for some food. You better, you better. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to this podcast because Cyrus and I actually met at Pulse's Gainsight conference, Pulse, the massive customer success uh, software that was oh, a couple of months ago in June or July or maybe even May yeah. uh, up yeah. in San Francisco but we didn't actually talk at all about customer success we just caught up on cultures Latin America North America Europe the Middle East and we had uh, a great conversation about that but now's the time to pick your brains more about customer success and your experience in the field. So to get things yeah, think, going, ah, go on, go on, Cyrus. No, you, you, you forgot to throw in Colombia. Yeah, Colombia as well. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm in the UK right now, but that is where I'm usually based, an amazing country. Yep. Yeah, so to kick things off, uh, customer success is, is still a relatively new and growing industry. And there are so many people out there trying to do it right, doing it in loads of different ways, interesting ways. And from your experience, what would be your top pieces of advice to any customer success leader out there right now? Uh, it's a great question to kick things off, Tom. Um, and I think you know, the first thing is to understand um, how much noise and how much um, just activity um, happens on a daily, daily basis within, you know, our profession that oftentimes can distract or get people off course. And that's why I think prioritizing 
um, you know, where people need to focus on to get it right, right? And, and to really spend their time on the high value activities is more critical now than ever because there just is so much that comes at you. So the, my piece of advice um, for folks getting into the industry now or just even veterans that are looking to up their game is, number one, remember to measure everything. It sounds obvious. Um, it sounds um, almost cliche, but we forget to do that oftentimes, right? It's understanding that everything we do is, is important. Our time is important, right? Our customer's time is so important. So we have to measure the impact and value of everything that we are um, planning for, that we're executing and we're delivering. And we should embrace this notion of failing fast, right? Which we've heard a, a, a lot. Um, and course correcting, you know, quickly along the customer journey toward high value activities. So that means getting away from generic, you know, top 10 lists of things that we think customer success leaders and managers and associates need to do and, and really establish on those top build items that really move the needle. That's the first thing, measure everything. Number two is I think this notion of getting back to what's most important for customer success. And most, the, most, the number one thing in my mind is value, right? Is the customer, are we providing value? Is the customer realizing value? Does the customer know that they're extracting that value? Um, and by that, I mean understanding a customer's business objectives and their KPIs, their performance indicators, right? The activities that drive those business objectives. Now, again, something that sounds obvious, but that gets, I think, take, um, um, granted, uh, people take that for granted. It's very difficult to do. To narrow down into specific business objectives and KPIs from a customer is not an easy endeavor. And so understanding and focusing around that and this notion of value mapping, right? So making sure that on one end of the spectrum, you've got the, the, the higher level goals and then you sort of distill that into what's most important and what are the activities that you're mapping into that to drive the customer's business forward. That's the second thing that I would focus on. And the third is hiring. Right, this industry, they're, they're, it's growing, as you said, Tom. And I think folks fall into this trap where they look at resumes and they say, how many years of pure customer ex uh, success experience does this candidate have? And from my own experience in building teams over the years, I found some of my best performers and ultimate leaders have been folks coming from non-traditional backgrounds. Folks that have been in backgrounds that lend itself toward being innovative and, and problem solving and then potentially has nothing to do with technology or customer success, but these pure athletes that learn the discipline and then put into, uh, into the day-to-day the -day their own authenticity, their sincerity, and the way that they problem solve. So measuring everything, focusing on value, and then hiring. Those are the three things that I think are top of mind for folks getting into the profession. Yeah, I think those are three things that we said at the start, everyone's doing it in different ways, but whatever your organization is, those are three things that anybody can be taking on board. And you say the measuring and analytics is, is kind of an obvious one, but sometimes it's, it's the obvious ones that we actually forget about when we're f all this talk of AI technology. It's easy to get caught up in that and forget what the day-to-day -day is. Yep. And hiring yep. and training, really, whatever line of business, if you get the best people, you're on course to be producing good results. So a lot Absolutely. of 
a lot of great advice there. And when we talked about three things that people should be doing, what about a couple of the things that people do do that maybe they shouldn't be doing? Some of the big mistakes you see people making. Yeah, um, I think there's really a couple that I've seen um, prominently. Uh, the different stops I've had in my career, um, talking to different colleagues, uh, just being in it, right? And then the first one is back to this notion of basics, right? So let's talk about account plans. Everyone thinks they have an account plan. Everyone talks about getting an account plan, but not having an actual account plan that has a strategy, not just a list of activities, but a strategy in place that you hold steadfast to, I think is probably the number one mistake of a organization for the different customers within that company, right? So what I mean by that is having a, if you are a, a one-to-one, so if, you know, as far as customer segmentation, you're gonna have different tiers of clientele, right? Tier one, tier two, um, one-to-many in the tier three level. When you, wh whatever the count plan is, if you don't have, how are we going to get this customer to renew the business, grow the business, and what is the executive alignment footprint within that, that account that no matter what happens, the winds can change, you know, all hell can break loose, but we're going to stick the course on this plan. Not having that in place and sticking to it is I think a death knell for, for most companies. Right. And that's where you see uh, uh, attrition. You see surprises in terms of a customer thinking is, you know, you think it's happy, but all of a sudden cancels. I've seen this for years. Right. So the elements of an account plan are really in my mind, what are the, the KBOs that we talked about, right? That value mapping. Do we have this firmly identified and agreed upon amongst the ecosystem internally at the company and at the customer? That's more important than anything, right? The KPIs that inform those and then the activities that we have that we're driving toward that with owners, accountability, timeline, things of that nature. That has to be in there. We that has to be in place every week that, and for accountability and visibility purposes. The second is executive alignment. Who are we touching within the account? who's responsible for that engagement, and how are we keeping those people internally accountable for engaging on a timely basis? What are the outcomes you're trying to achieve? And by the way, Tom, this, the account plan I'm talking about is not just among customer success. This is within the company. So operations, engineering, product, sales, marketing, everyone has got to be part of this and be vested for the outcome of the customer being successful, right? So that's the first thing is not having an account plan that's consistent, that is fluid, that is regularly being iterated on and used as the backbone of the engagement. The second is not engaging the customer's ecosystem beyond the contract owner, right? So we fall into this trap of saying, my, whatever business I'm in, software, wherever, you know, whatever we're, we're talking about, there's always someone that owns that relationship from a contractual standpoint. Um, it could even be tech instrumentation, right? If you're talking about a pure software company. And we get caught up in just trying to satisfy them, talk to them, have our bi-weekly calls, weekly calls with them, and not thinking about the stakeholders that they are serving internally, right? The business owners, the, 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 um, the senior stakeholders that are in marketing and the chief revenue officers and think folks that really get the benefit of whatever solution you are a part of that you represent right it's to get there have a, a reason to be there show the impact that you're providing 
and make sure that you map that back into that instrumentation team, that contract team that you're engaged with regularly. Those are the two pitfalls is to let the noise of the world get in the way of being disciplined with an account plan and not growing your relationship base beyond just your contract sort of owner and, and stakeholder. Yeah, those uh, two brilliant pieces of advice. And the first one you touched on, the account plan, not being just focused mm -hmm. on customer success and talking about alignment between sales, marketing, customer support across the whole business is really interesting to me. I'm hearing it more and more because I've traditionally been in more of the sales and marketing world. And kind of in 2016, 2017, sales and marketing alignment was the kind of the big thing everyone was looking at. And actually this year, it's now not just that alignment, but how do sales and marketing get aligned with your customer success and customer support team and working as one fluid cog together rather than in separate silos? Yeah. So yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and Tom, just on that note, you, you bring up a great point. Right. It's the silo. It's this notion of sort of old school business. I'll, I'll, I'll sort of just call it for lack of a better word, was having the sales team and pre-sales team engage, procure the business and then shoot it over the line. Right. Where the implementation onboarding team, professional services, account management, customer success would then take it over. Yeah. A lot of unnatural sort of breaks in that. And I think what I've seen and what I've been a part of and have really been a proponent of is the blurring of those lines where customer success starts from that first engagement with the sales rep, right? With the inside sales rep. Yeah. And there's consistency in terms of the vision, the conversation, the expectations that are being set from the first moment that contact is made all the way through. So there's no longer this goal line. It literally is a, the journey starts from the beginning. Now I, it, I've seen that be so successful because the customer understands who the, te the teams are, the ecosystem, expectations aren't dropped. There is no longer really a need for this unnatural handoff process or document because there's no handoff. I've seen this work. Um, so critically important. Uh, 100%. And well, for somebody trying to unblur those lines and connect the whole lot, what, what's one piece of advice you could give them today to help them connect the whole organization in one go from your experience? Yeah, well, I think the biggest is incentive, right? It's, it's compensation. It's aligning the, the comp plans for everyone on the teams that are touching the, the, the customer to be aligned toward what you're trying to achieve, right? Which is customer outcomes. Um, you can't have someone purely as a sales rep, as an example, um, if you're talking about customer acquisition and then retention and growth, well, then you're going to have to pay them on those outcomes. Um, so you have to make sure those are incentives are aligned with the outcomes you're trying to achieve. Um, again, it sounds like, like a basic no dub, but you'd be shocked how many comp plans there are out there, how many organizations set up their teams not to care about the things that you want them to do. So yeah. that's the, I think that's probably the, the most critical element. And, and then from there, Tom, it's back to what we talked about at the beginning. It's hiring the right people with the right mindset, right? I mean, Amazon is famous for this. The people they hire, their, their hiring process is so rigorous because they, their DNA is customer centricity at the heart. It starts there and it ends there. And so everyone they bring on, they, they know very quickly that's how they're, they're sort of wired, right? So I think if you bring in the people, the athletes that understand that and you set up the infrastructure that incentivizes that 
and, and lends itself, then you've got a pretty good, good formula. Yeah, definitely. And incentivization, I think from an outside perspective, has been a little slow in the customer success world. Obviously now it's ingrained in sales. It's been there for years. You won't get a sales rep accepting a job unless they agree with the incentive package. But I think from, from what I've seen, that's something that customer success needs to catch up on a little. Would you say that's a fair point? 100%. 100% is as much as it's emerging, it's still a little behind in yeah. that regard for sure. Yeah, 100%. And just going on to the future of customer success, are there any big things you see coming that will be game changers as we come towards, well, we're getting towards the 20s, 2020s now, time flies. But what do you see yeah. as the next big thing if there is one thing? Yeah, so I think the first thing I would say is something that um, is relevant for you and I because we met at this conference, but it's, it's really the increased automation of customer success weaponry, tools, and data, right? So we were at the GameSight conference, and that's a great example of one of those um, high-value, high-powered tools um, and, and you know, solutions out there that help this organization and customer success teams take the next level. Customers are more complex now than they ever have been. And that's not gonna stop, right? Their expectations, their requirements, um, their problems, all these things just get more and more and more hairy down the road. So to be able to keep, not even keep up with that, but stay ahead of that, um, anticipate these problems and these opportunities, stay ahead of problems, um, uh, pattern recognition, things of that nature require automation. You just can't, you literally just can't, there's not enough spreadsheets in the world to be able to keep you nimble in that regard. Um, and, it, and it also allows for efficiencies within the, the team, right? So being able to do more with less, things of that nature. That's one I think will only continue to grow. Yeah. Um, I think artificial intelligence will have a big role here. Um, we, AI is everywhere. And I think it's going to be even more prevalent in terms of um, customer health and pa recognizing patterns within the, the larger install base and how that actually, um, what that means for the customer you're focused on. That's one. I think that's a big one to keep your eye on. Um, probably not, no surprise to most, most folks, but that's one that I'm, I'm certainly thinking about. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Um, second thing I would say is um, really for, you know, historically, customer success managers, leaders, folks in the, that line of business um, know their product, right? They know their, their general space whether you're a DMP, a DSP, um, you know, your search platform, whatever it is, you understand your business as you should. But I think those days of just knowing one area and aspect of the marketplace are gone. Customers expect you to understand the entire macro picture of a digital um, environment, right? So if you're a DSP, how does that play programmatically with a DMP, with everything else that sort of feeds into that? Um, do you know who the other competitors are? Do you know what they're doing? Um, where are you in terms of keeping up with that pace? Th that's just now a, those are table stakes, right? Th that doesn't even differentiate anymore. So I think to understand uh, and broaden your POV as a customer success manager is going to be very important. And to train on that, right? Organizations need to understand this is going to be important. We'll set them apart as far as their organization. So do you have that as an onboarding component, right? And ongoing education um, training. 
And then the third, Tom, and I'll, I'll shut up here, is, you know, we talked about a little bit earlier in terms of involving all aspects of a company in an account plan, right? So whether it's engineering, marketing, and so on. And I think really to, that's going to only continue to grow. And I, what I mean by that is these, these companies, I believe, will actually have incentives and even compensation or penalties, the way, depending on how you want to look at it, tied against value realization. So if, if it's engineering, if it's operations, you know, how are we keeping the lights on for our customers, right? And what is the consequence of, of not doing that, right? And, and things of that nature. Accountability across the board, not just with CS. For finance, is finance who doesn't, I don't think, thinks about value realization. Are they thinking about now how to make doing business with the customer easier? Can we make it easier for the customer to do business with us? Take away red tape, take away unnecessary approvals, whatever the case may be. And I, you could apply that sort of thinking and questioning across every line of business within a company that traditionally we haven't really asked those questions about, but I think we're going to have to in the future. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's interesting. We, we have doing this podcast mostly focused on customer success, but how so much of customer success it's not a team on its own. You've got sit in the corner over there. Customer success really is your whole organization together. It can't just be one yeah. team on the side. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just too, too complex of a world out there. Yeah. And it's, it's only going to get more complex. So that's, that's part of the that's fun. It. We've all got to work out together. <laughs> that's it. Well, Cyrus, it's been absolutely amazing having you on the Cloud Cloud Nine podcast. Thanks so much for sharing everything you've just shared, and I look forward to yeah continuing this relationship and hopefully seeing you again in Los Angeles or San Francisco sometime soon. I can't wait. Always a pleasure, Tom. Thank you for having me, and I I really appreciate it. Hope to speak to you soon. Will do. Thanks so much. <laughs>